And welcome to the Good Book Podcast. <laughs> yes, I am here with my friend Lozzie. I am here with my associate. Still Lozzie. Oh, it's Lauren. No, it's Lozzie now. Oh, okay. Easy for me to say. Name change. <laughs> um, and I'm Nathan. And on this podcast, we are going through the King James edition of the Bible together. Yeah, you're right. I'm fine. All right. What's uh, you been okay? How you been doing? You been doing okay? Been doing good. Been doing good. Busy, busy. Busy. Oh, everyone is. Everyone's busy, busy lives. But we always make time for the good old Bible. Oh, we st- we have to. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Amen. God bless you, ma'am. All right. No. All right. Calm down. I ain't no ma'am. <laughs> So, we are up to chapter 37 of Ginus. Ginesis. What? Yeah. What's the matter? No, it's alright. We already know about that. We do? Yeah, it just keeps going. Oh, great. Yeah. I forget. Oh, no. Chapter 37 of Genesis. And we we left it on a cliffhanger last episode. With Joseph. Joseph. The story of Joseph. Your favourite story. It's one of my faves. Yeah. Can't wait for Moses. Oh, Moses is coming, and it's going to be insane. All right. I hope it's longer than a paragraph. It it, it is, trust me. Like Noah's Ark. I don't... No, Moses is quite a... Or the Tower of Babel. No, Moses is quite a tale. Okay, okay, good. Yep, 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 yep. Noah was quite a tale too, though. It was long, but Tower of Babel was it? That was a paragraph. No, that was a paragraph, yeah. And that was a huge blown out of portion story. (laughs) It was, yeah, I agree. Okay, so um, 37. And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. So they've gone to Canaan. They have. These are the generations of Jacob. Oh, fuck. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren. So his brothers. All 12 of them. And the lad was with the sons of Bilah and the, and with the sons of Zilpah and his father's his father's wives and Joseph brought unto his father their evil report, an evil report from Zilpah and the gang. Uh, I'm I'm <laughs> from Zilpah <laughs> and the gang, like like the Goonies. <laughs> just, they're just chilling, hanging out. It's the only name playing, I remember. Playing like Sam. I've heard Zilpah before. Hmm. Hang on. With the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Mm. Okay. Now, Israel loved Joseph. Now, Israel is... Who is Israel? Joseph's dad, whose name is... Jacob. There we go. So, Jacob's name is now Israel. Yep. Just to solve the confusion. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than all of his children. Right there, we know some shit's going to be stirred now. Oh, yeah. Because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colours. Ah, oh, they put it straight up. It's just in there. He's got a fancy rainbow suit, you know. The first rainbow. Mm, no, that was not the first rainbow. I mean, in, in, like, you know, the first rainbow was in clothes. I'm sure there was a guy who already did that. Really? Yeah, like, you know, Craig or something. Craig. Yeah. I like Craig. Fancy Craig. Always just... One of them shepherds. It's kind that... of ironic that the gay community have taken the rainbow. Why? Because it's really not seen as great in the Bible. But Yes, it is. It's seen as a reminder to not <sighs> smoke evil in the world. As in, being gay isn't represented very uh, well yeah. in the Bible. 
but rainbows we are... We don't know that. We, we could, we could... I've read the passages, Mum. Oh. Patty has shown me. Oh, Patty. Oh, good old Patty. Um, so they don't represent the gays quite nicely in the Bible. Oh, well, I mean, maybe maybe we'll see some sort of things that from what are I hidden know. from us. Because... But then the gays kind of took away the symbol of the rainbow, yeah. which is seen very highly in the Bible. Well... I think yeah. that's just mean. No, well, I, I understand your premise. Yeah. Yeah. And Joseph... Oh. And, and when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and Ooh. could not speak peaceably unto him. Ooh. Oh, jeez. They're really just... No, poor... Poor Joseph. Like, he didn't ask for this. No. And Joseph dreamed a dream. And it... Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. Oh, crap. So he dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they all hated him more for it. What was the dream? Could you imagine that if I came to you, and I told you a dream I had, and you just... hated you. You hated me after I told you. What well, it a, what... must have been like about my death or something. But why, why would you hate me? It was a dream. It's I... not real. I don't know. It's not fucking real, man. I'm sorry. Just calm down. I'm sorry. Now I, now I hate you. <laughs> but Joseph doesn't hate anyone. No, we'll say. Yet. We'll say. And he said unto them, Here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaths in the field, and lo, my sheath rose, and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood around about, and made a... Ob- obeisance to my sheath. A bit like they fell down. Like knelt down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his brethren said to him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us? Or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. (laughs) Oh, so what? You think you're king, mate? You think you're going to rule over your brothers? That's like your brother coming up to you and being like, Nathan, I'm now above you. Kneel down to me. And as a brother, you kind of be like, you're my young brother. Why would you're I kneel a, down You're to a little you? piece of shit. You got nothing, mate. You don't know. That's Because he's the younger brother. Yeah, it was just a dream. Like, I think it'd be interesting if he came up to me and said that. <laughs> You'd be like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> mm. And he dreamed yet another dream. And he told it to his brethren and said, behold, I have dreamed a dream more. Ooh. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obscience to me. Obscience? Uh, is that obscience? Wait, let me look for it. Obeisance. 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 Is that like obedience? Yeah. Obeisance. Okay. Obeisance to me. And he told it to his father. Ah, here we go. And to his brethren. And his father rebuked him. Rebuked? Rebuked. Rebuked. It's rebuked. Rebuked? Rebuked. <laughs> rebuked. There we go. Oh, I hate English so much. <laughs> rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee to the earth? Oh. Oh. So Jacob's kind of like, but do we have to bow down to you now? Because Jacob's all like... Is that Jacob? Israel. It's the father. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So Israel. So Israel's kind of like, you know... He's been talking to God for ages. Like, he's totally... It's all cool. So he knows that God comes in mysterious ways. That's right. So, so it's like, maybe we do maybe have the dream to bow down is, to yeah, Joseph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his brethren envied him. But his father observed the saying. 
So there, there you go. That that's the difference between the young and the old. That the brothers were like, yeah, 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 yeah. And his father was like, oh, I'm going to observe. I'm I'm going to observe you. And his brethren went to feed their father's flock in Shechem. <laughs> I love that word. Great word. Um, okay. And Israel said unto, unto Joseph, Do not thy brethren feed the flock in Shechem, and I will send thee unto them. And he said to him, Here am I. Did you get that? No, not at all. Okay, wow. Do not thy brethren feed the flock in Shechem. Uh-huh. And I will send thee unto them. And he said to him, Here am I. And he said to him, Go, I pray thee, see whether it be well that with thy brethren. So he's going to see his brothers. Right. So Joseph was like, Can I go hang out with my brothers and look after the flock in Shechem? And um, he's like, Yeah, cool. It's all good. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, so Why couldn't they fucking say that? Well, because... What's the here am I for? Well, because it's... it's I don't know. Maybe it's just like their turn of phrase. Like, I'll catch you in the morrow, big fella. You know, like... Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Nice. Um, and he said, and he said to him, go, I pray thee, see whether it be well with thy brethren and well with the flocks and bring me word again. So he sent him out of the vale of Hebron and he came to Shechem and a certain man found him and behold, he was wandering in the field and the man asked him saying, what seekest thou? And he said, I seek my brethren. Tell me, I pray thee where they feed their flocks. So he's looking for his brothers. Mm Mm-hmm. And the man said, They are departed hence, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. And Joseph went after his brethren and found them in Dothan. What are they doing in Dothan? What do you reckon they're doing in Dothan? I don't know, but it sounds like Gotham. Bad things could happen. You are It a sounds weird, like a ghetto. You're a weird person. Well, it sounds like Gotham. It's it's not a... Yeah, because they're just chilling with Joker Maybe and Maybe that's Catwoman. where they got the name of Gotham from. No, I don't... You kind of take... Why can't they relate it to the Bible? Well... <sighs> Nathan? No, you're totally right. This is definitely the part of the Bible that references Batman. I don't mean reference <laughs> Batman. I'm saying maybe Batman's creator got the idea from it. Sure. Because bad things happen. Let's live in that world for a little bit. Fine. And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. Told you, bad. Wow, you were right. This is all very Gotham. And they said... Sorry. Ha. And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. Ooh. Ooh, it's the dreamer. Dreamer. It's the dream boy. Mm. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him into some pit, and we will say, Some evil beast hath devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. Oh, that actually made me feel ill, like, just reading that. Mm. That's a dark moment. And Reuben heard it, and he delivered him out of their hands, and he said, Let us not kill him. It's like Cain and Abel. It really is. And Reuben said unto them, Shed no blood, but cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness, and lay no hand upon him, that he might rid him out of their hands to deliver him to his father again. They're talking about him like he's a piece of meat. It's like, not even his brother. Like, not even a part of his family. Mm. And it came to pass when Joseph was come unto his brethren that they stripped Joseph out of his coat, his coat of many colors that was on him. And they took him and cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty. There was no water in it. Oh, no. 
And they sat down to eat bread, and they lifted up their eyes and looked, and behold, a company of Ishmaelites came from Gilead with their camels bearing spicery, balm, and myrrh, going to carry it down to Egypt. And Judah said unto his brethren, What profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites. Oh, here we go. This is, this is it. And let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother in our flesh, and his brethren were content. Okay, so they were okay with selling him. They weren't okay with killing him. Half of them were okay. One of them was okay with not yeah. killing him. Oh, yeah, one of them wasn't. And I'm like, this isn't a good idea. So, then there passed by Medianites merchant, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit, and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver, and they brought Joseph into Egypt. 20 pieces of silver. That's all a man's worth? That's all a man's worth. Well, that's all a Joseph. Slave was that's worth. all Joseph was worth. A free man bought into slavery. That's all it took. Isn't that crazy? He was mm. a free man and he was bought into slavery. Now you know how all the African Americans feel. Well, it didn't happen to me. He he knows how they feel. You can feel how, you know, empty. Oh, you feel it's right just now. it's I'm feeling very, very yeah, very sombre. Mm. Very, very sombre. Um, so it's like, how could another human being do that? For some reason, I think of that... How much evil? I think of that scene where... Um, have you seen Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron? The bit where the cowboys capture the horse and... I haven't the... seen that yet, remember? All oh, right, That's a good movie. You need to watch that. No, you keep telling that to me. We haven't seen it yet. I, yeah, we need to watch that. That's just That needs to be on the list. And Reuben returned onto the pit, and behold, Joseph was not in the pit, and he rent his clothes. And he returned onto his brethren and said, The child is not an eye... Whither shall I go? And they took Joseph co- Joseph's coat and killed a kid of the goats and dipped the coat in the blood. And they sent the coat of many colours and they brought it to their father and said, This have we found. Know now whether it be thy son's coat or not. Wow. And he knew it and said, It is my son's coat. An evil beast hath devoured him. Joseph is without double doubt rent in pieces. Wow. Ah, deception. And Jacob rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his loins and mourned for his sons many days. And all his sons and his daughters rose up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted, and he said, For I will go down in the grave unto my son mourning. Thus his father wept for him. And the Midianites sold him into Egypt unto Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh's and captain of the guard. Now, this next part of the story is pretty crazy. I'm just going to give you a heads up. Because we know the movie? Well, no, 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 no. Like, in the Bible, it's an insane part of the story. Because it's sort of about, like, um, temptation. It's a very, very hard sort of level of temptation and deceit. Hmm. And it's it's really... um, yeah, I think if, you, if you've watched any sort of preacher videos, Chuck Swindoll, he's like crazy. Awesome. Sure, whatever he is. Yeah, yeah, no, he's a really good preacher, and he talks about this. Oh, partic- Chuck, I don't know if yeah, Chuck. Chuck. Yeah, yeah, Charles Swindoll. Awesome dude, excuse me. That was great, Nathan. Yeah, yeah, awesome dude. Um, really, he knows the Bible well, and he's, he just his, his interpretations is freaking wicked. Um, and yeah, well, we just keep going. But don't you see the similarities between this story and the story of Jesus and Judas? 
Mm. Because if you think about it, Judah, Judas, Joseph, Jesus, the 12 brothers, the 12 apostles. Yeah, the number 12 popping up a lot too. 12 months in a and year. James, and the fact that Judah sold Joseph off and Judas sold Jesus off to all the guards. Oh, you kind of blow my mind a little bit here. Yeah, cool. All right, well... That, a lot that, of similarities. I do like... The, yeah, nice. Nice pickup, nice pickup. Mm. And it came to pass at that time that Judah went down from... Wait, is that right? Wait, are you 38? Yeah. Yeah, then that's it. Okay. And it came to pass at that time that Judah went down from his brethren and turned into a certain... A Dalamite, whose name was Hira. And Judah saw there a daughter of a certain Canaanite whose name was Sha'ar. 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 Top right-hand corner. What's that? Sha'ar. Shua. Ah, Shua. Shua. And <laughs> Can he, you read? Sha'ar. And he <laughs> took her and went in onto her. Nice. 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 I do like it when you go in onto a woman. They're just so direct, aren't they? In unto a woman. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And she conceived and bare a son... And he called his name, uh, <laughs> and she... Really? <laughs> it is! Uh. Uh. There's no, there's not three R's, it's just one. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. And she conceived again and bare a son, and she called his name Onan. Alright. Or Onan. Whichever, same. works. And she yet again conceived and bare a son and called his name... Wait, what? Sh- Wait, who's the dude? Judah. Oh, Judah. Yeah. And his new girlfriend, um, Hurrah. Hira. Hurrah. We'll just go Hurrah. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, no, Shah. Oh, Shua. Shua. That's the, that's, that's the wife. Okay. And she yet again conceived and bare a son and called his name Shalah. And he was at Chizeb when she bare him. Mm, okay. I do like Chizeb. They make great kebabs. Make great cheese too. Mm. And Judah took a wife for Ur, his firstborn, whose name was Tamar. That's a nice name. Tamar's a nice name. And Ur, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord slew him. Because it was Judah's son. The Lord slew him. The Lord did. Yeah. That's instant karma for you, That's Judah. That's it. That's all there is for chapter 7. And Ur, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord slew him. Wow. He so he just killed Ur. So what if he was a psychopath? Wicked in the sight of the Lord. A psychopath. Yeah, but what's wicked? What What is wickedness? Literally killing, pillaging, and raping. And Ur was just like that. Must have been. Yeah, interesting. I mean, look at Judah. I mean, look how the father came to the son. You know, because Judah was the one that sold Joseph. He didn't care about people, clearly. Wait, Judah sold Joseph? Ah, right. Wait, is that right? Judah, the brother, the eldest brother. Oh, he is the oldest brother, isn't it? Yeah, it is Judah. Oh my God, sorry. We literally just talked about this. I had the most insane brain melt right then. (laughs) My my bad. I was thinking, we're on like a side story. Who the frig is Judah? He's one of the brothers. Yes. Yeah, okay, my bad. And Judah said unto Onan, "Go go unto thy brother's wife. Oh, Jesus. And marry her and raise up seed to thy brother. Wow. Yeah. 
And Onan knew that the seed should not be his, and it came to pass when he went in unto his brother's wife that it that he spilled it on the ground, lest that he should give seed to his brother. <gasps> that is such an image. That's that is quite the image, isn't it? He spilt it on the ground, and it's in italics, like he spilt it. And you know what I mean? Like, the Bible's like, oh! <laughs> um, he's built it, guys. Like, like a teenage girl. Like, just so funny. Wow. Can't even say it. He's built it. Because I didn't know what to call it. Technically. Baby batter? They, I don't think they would have <laughs> called it baby batter. They would have called it seed. Yeah. Well, he, they did see that. Because yeah, seed onto them, right? Yeah, knew that the seed should not be his. Yeah, yeah. And then spilled it. And the thing which he did displeased the Lord, wherefore he slew Ooh. him also. Oh! oh, he slew him as well! Oh my God! It's like, mate, what the fuck are you doing? Because you know it's a sin to masturbate and not let a seed reach an egg, apparently. Ah, crap. Yeah, I know. Lord is very displeased with my behaviour. <laughs> Then said Judah to Tamar, his daughter-in-law, Remain a widow at thy father's house, till Shalah my son be grown. For he said, Lest peradventure he die also, as his brethren did. And Tamar went and dwelt in her father's house. And in process of time, the daughter of Shua, Judah's wife, died. And Judah was comforted, and went up unto his sheep shearers, to Timnath, he and his friend Hurrah, the elder Amite. A Dolomite. Okay. Okay. Went up onto his sheep shearers to... Went up onto his sheep shearers. Did he have sex with his sheep shearers? I got that hope I not. think the context is different for this moment. Maybe. I really hope it is. Me too. Because otherwise New Zealand all over again. It's really odd. And it was told to Ma saying, Behold thy father-in-law goeth up to Timnath to shear his sheep. Okay. It's definitely in a different context. And she put her widow's garments off from her and covered her with a veil and wrapped herself and sat in an open place, which is, by the way, to Timnath. For she saw that Shalah was grown and she was not given unto him to wife. Hmm. When Judah saw her, he thought her to be a harlot because <laughs> she had covered her face. What? A harlot because she had covered her face. Wow. <laughs> and he turned unto her by the way and said, Go to, I pray thee, let me come in unto thee. For he knew not that she was his daughter-in-law. Whoops. Wait, do you remember... Yeah. When... In, I know this might be a really weird transition. Sorry, guys. But in um, Aladdin, remember when all the prostitutes had that veil across their face? Yeah. I think that's oh, it. Oh, they were harlots. Because I think when you're a harlot, you hide your face so you don't get shamed upon in the um, in the cities. Interesting. Whereas if you don't cover your face, that means you're, uh, you know. Yeah, that's cool. It's like a uniform, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. And she said... I'm guessing. What wilt thou give me that thou mayest come in unto me? Oh! <laughs> Was that is that a prostitution line? Maybe is this the first? Is this is are we are we witnessing the first prostitution? Only in the Bible. Well, yeah, we didn't know what was going on back then. The culture. and he said, "I will send thee a kid from the flock." And she said, "Wilt thou give me a pledge till thou send it?" 
and he said, "What pledge shall I give thee?" And she said, "They sign it and thy signet and thy bracelets and thy staff that is in thine hand." And he gave it to her, and he came in unto her, and she conceived by him. Oh my God! Damn. And she arose and went away and laid by her veil from her and put on the garments of her widowhood. <gasps> this is insane. And Judah sent the kid. And Judah sent the kid by the hand of his friend, the Adullamite, to receive his pledge from the woman's hand, but he found her not. So I always wonder where, where this little chick is. Then he asked the men of that place, saying, Where is the harlot that was openly by the wayside? And they said, There was no harlot in this place. And he returned to Judah and said, I cannot find her. And also the men of the place said that there was no harlot in this place. Oh! And Judah said, Let her take it to her, lest we be shamed. Behold, I sent this kid, and thou hast not found her. And it came to pass about three months after that it was told Judah, saying, Tamar, thy daughter-in-law, hath played the harlot, and also, behold, she is with child by whoredom. And Judah said, Bring her forth and let her be burnt. Oh, holy crap! What? They're gonna burn her! They're gonna burn her! <laughs> this is insane! I thought we were gonna have a wonderful story about how Joseph... You know, okay. Oh my goodness, this is this is ridiculous. When she was brought forth, she sent to her father-in-law, saying, "By the man whose these are, am I with child?" And she said, "Discern, I pray these whose are these, the signet and bracelets and stuff." So she took them. Remember that? Yep. Yep. And Judah acknowledged them and said, She hath been more righteous than I, because that I gave her not to Shalah my son, and he knew her again no more. Mm, and it came to pass in the time of her travail that, behold, twins were in her womb. And it came to pass when she travailed that the one put out his hand and the midwife took and bound upon his hand a scarlet thread, saying, This came out first. And it came to pass as he drew back his hand that, behold, his brother came out and she said, How hast thou broken forth? This breach be upon thee. Therefore his name was called Ferez. And afterward came out his brother that had the scarlet thread upon his hand, and his name was called Zarah. Okay. Little sidestep, but now we're back. That was a very intense oh, that story. Was, oh, it's like Judah did some... Oh. Like, Judah's the one that slept with the harlot. Why would he fucking burn... Oh, wait, no. They didn't burn they her. Didn't know he was, they he didn't know wanted she was to a harlot. Well, they, they wanted to burn her. The fact they even wanted to burn her, it's just a dark sort of image. Okay, chapter 39. <laughs> and Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Cool. I'm liking this so far. Mm-hmm. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. Oh, that's cool. How? And that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. So he saw the work of God through but Joseph. But they, they, they were pagans. 
How would he see that? Well, I guess, well, he, maybe he didn't word it the same in his head. Maybe he just saw that everything that Joseph did was... Maybe he saw was, that Ra was with him. Well, maybe, no, no, no. I think he looked at it as like Joseph was, whatever he did was always done A well. A miracle? Well, what, everything he did was done well. It was done with effort and it was done with honesty. Like he did right. everything very, he was a very hard worker. And Joseph found grace in his sight. And he served him, and he made him overseer of over his house. Wow. Oh, wow. That's a, a big slave, A slave, but an overseer. And all that he had put into his hand. Wow. That's pretty cool. It's trust. That, that is a lot of trust. Heaps of trust. Especially for a high-ranking Egyptian. Absolutely. Just to give us... He must have... That's what I'm saying. Like, he saw God with he him. He saw goodness within him. Yep, exactly. Godliness. Goodliness. Yep. <laughs> and it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew that not out he had saved the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favoured. Oh, everything's working out for Joseph. Aww. He was better off a slave, I think. Pretty much. <laughs> and it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. Ooh. Uh-oh. And she said, lie with me. Mm. Man, that's forward. That's that's, very that is forward. bloody forward. Yep. Imagine if a girl just comes up to you and be like, hey, what a fuck. The Egyptian women are obviously very different. Maybe. But he refused. Mm, nice. Freaking champion. And he said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master, what is not what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he hath to my hand. Mm. There is none greater in this house than I, neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Oh, Joseph. Woo! Joseph, what a man. Joseph's my man right now. He is just, ah. Oh. And it came to pass, as she spake to Joseph day by day, that he ha- that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. So she's persistent. And Joseph's just like, pff, pff, dodging advances like a pro, overseeing the house, making sure everything's all knick-knack and shape. Nah, fuck off, bitch, i got to do some stuff. <laughs> fuck off, stop trying to fuck me. <laughs> Champion. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business. A poo? Maybe. Yeah. And there was none of the men of the house there within. Yeah, that's what you want. You're not even pooing with guys around you. Or it's just business, business. It's yeah, true. Business. And she caught him by his garment. Oh. So she's got, she's got a hold of him now. Saying, lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. So he ran away. Dude, high fives for Joseph. Freaking champion. Even with that amount of, like, persistence, he's just like, nah. nah I mean, at that point, you're thinking, this bitch is crazy, man. Yeah. I don't even want to put my dick into some poisonous pussy right now. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely what he was thinking. <laughs> yep. Um, and it came to pass, when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and was fled forth, that she called unto the men of her house and spake unto them, saying, See, he hath brought... In an Hebrew unto us to mock us, he came in unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. And it came to pass, when he heard that I lifted up my voice and, and cried, that he left his garment with me and fled and got him out. Oh, no. 
and she laid up his garment by her until his lord came home. Oh, this is all going to shit now. Um, and she spake unto him according to these words, saying, The Hebrew servant which thou hast brought unto us came in unto me to mock me. Oh, shit. So, she's saying he raped her. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Poor Joseph. Damn this bitch. Oh, what an evil woman. Mm. woman. And it came to pass, as I lifted up my voice and cried, that he left his garment with me and fled out. And it came to pass, when his master heard the words of his wife, which he spake unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant to me, that his wrath was kindled. And Joseph's master took him and put him into prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. And he was there in the prison. Now, just pause for a moment. Just just put yourself in Joseph's shoes right now. He got, he's been sold by his brothers into slavery. He's done nothing but constantly work his ass off, be put into such a good position, trusted by his master, and it's all crumbled around him, and it's, none of it's his fault. It's tests. But you could understand how Joseph would be so resentful. Yeah, but that's the test. I know, but a lot of people don't see it like that. Of course not. Which is why it's insane. But then the people that do become successful have gone through that stage. Yeah. So but, it's the resilience. But the Lord was with Joseph and shewed him mercy. And showed? Shewed. Yeah, but that's the same thing as showed. I'm reading it from the words of the Bible. Old once. English, it's showed. Shewed him mercy and gave him favour in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison <coughs> committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison, and whatsoever they <laughs> did there, he was the doer of it. What? <laughs> he was the ma- he was the head prisoner now. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was he was leader. He was lead, lead prisoner. Lead prisoner. I am in charge of the prison It's committee. like a prison guard being like, okay, dude, you're like the best prisoner here. If I'm gone, you're in charge. Oh, okay. Pretty much. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him and that which he did, the Lord made it prosper. Made it to prosper. Mm. So I guess Joseph was just such a good dude. Like he just got everyone's needs and all sorted. They all loved him. To and, they all wa- and they all wanted him to be in charge. He's like, no, he, he knows what I want. It's great. And he can get it for me because he's a good dude and he just has that ability. Mm. Lord is with him. Mm. That's pretty cool. Joseph knows his power. Chapter 40. Keep going. And it came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended their lord, the king of Egypt. Ooh. And Pharaoh was wroth against two of his officers, against the chief of the butlers and against the chief of the bakers. Oh, dear. And he put them in ward in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he served them, and they continued a session in ward. And they dreamed a dream, both of them. Each man his dream in one night, each man according to the interpretation of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, which were bound in the prison. And Joseph came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them, and behold, they were sad. And he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the ward of his lord's house, saying, Wherefore look ye so sadly today? So, why the long face, partner? 
And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me them, I pray you. And the chief butler told his dream to Joseph, and said to him, In my dream, behold, a vine was before me, and in the vine were three branches, and it was as though it budded, and her blossoms shot forth, and the clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. And Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes, and I pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said unto him, This is the interpretation of it. The three branches represent three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine hand, that lift up thine head, and restore thee into, unto thy palace, and thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand after the former manner which thou wast his butler. But thank, but think on me when it shall be well with thee, and shew thee, and shew kindness, I pray thee, unto me, and make mention of me unto Pharaoh, and bring me out of this house. For indeed I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews, and here also have I done nothing that they should put me into the dungeon. Oh, gosh, I feel so hard, Joseph. It's just so nice that he's interpreting dreams for these dudes, though. When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good, he said unto Joseph, I also was in my dream, and behold, I had three white baskets on my head. And in the uppermost... As you do, you just have three white baskets on yeah. your head. Um... In, in the uppermost basket there was all of manner of bake, bake meats for Pharaoh, and the birds did eat them out of the basket upon my head. And Joseph answered and said, This is the interpretation thereof. The three baskets are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head from off thee, and shall hang thee on a tree, and the birds shall eat thy fresh from off thee. <laughs> well, he's like, Oh, that was a good interpretation. Can you interpret my dream? You're going to die in three days. And he's like, oh, oh. But why did he like the butler and not the baker then? The <clears throat> I, guess that, I guess that's just something that, you know, is not up for us to know. guess so. And it came to pass the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast unto all his servants, and he lifted up the head of the, ch the chief butler and the chief baker among his servants, and he restored the chief butler unto his butlership again, and he gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand, but he hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to them. Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but he forgot him. No. He forgot him. He forgot. He forgot. He forgot him. And? And we are up to chapter 41. And it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh dreamed. Two full years. Oh my God. And behold, he stood by the river. And behold, there came up out of the river seven well-favoured kin and fat-fleshed, and they fed in the meadow. And behold, seven other kin, or kine, kin, kin came up after them out of the river, ill-favoured and lean-fleshed, and stood by the other kin upon the brink of the river. And the ill-favoured and lean-fleshed kin did eat up the seven well-favoured and fat kin, so Pharaoh awoke. And he slept and dreamt the second time, and behold, seven ears of corn came up upon one stalk, rank and good. And behold, seven thin ears and blasted with the east wind sprung up after them. And the seven thin ears devoured the seven rank and full ears. And Pharaoh awoke, and behold, it was a dream. And it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled, 
And he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all the wise men thereof. And Pharaoh told them his dream, but there was none that could interpret them unto Pharaoh. Then spake the chief butler unto Pharaoh, saying, Finally! I know. I do remember my faults this day. Pharaoh was wroth with his servants and put me in the ward in the captain of the guard's house, both me and the chief baker. And we dreamed a dream in one night. And I and he, we dreamt each man according to the interpretation of his dream. And there was there with us a young man, a Hebrew, servant to the captain of the guard. And we told him and he interpreted to us our dreams to each man according to his dream he did interpret and it came to pass, as he interpreted to us, so it was, me he restored unto mine office, and him he was hanged. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph. Yeah, he's out of prison. <laughs> prison. He's out of prison. And they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. Oh, it's a dungeon, never mind. And he shaved himself. All right. And changed his raiment, his clothes. And... Well, he would have been, you know, very hairy. Oh, he would have been hairy. He would have been a mess. Yeah. And came in Can't onto... Can't show that to Pharaoh. And came in onto Pharaoh. I feel like the context of that's now being kind of different. Yeah. Yeah. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I have he- heard say of thee that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Oh, see how he doesn't actually take any credit for... He's humble. He's so humble. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, In my dream, behold, I stood upon the bank of a river. And behold, there came up out of the river seven, seven keen, fat-fleshed, and well-flavoured. Mm. And they fed in a meadow. And behold, seven other keen came up after them, poor and very ill-favoured and lean-fleshed, such as I never saw in all the land of Egypt for badness. And the lean and the ill-favoured kin did eat up the first seven fat keen. And when they had eaten... Sorry, kin. When they had eaten them up, it could not be known that they had eaten them, but they were still ill-favoured as the beginning. So I awoke. And I saw in my dream, and behold, seven ears came up in one stalk, full and good. And behold, seven ears withered fin and blasted with the east wind sprung up after them. And the thin ears devoured the seven good ears. And I told this unto the magicians, but there was none that could declare it to me. And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, The dream of Pharaoh is one. God hath showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good kin are seven years, and the seven good ears are seven years. The dream is one. And the seven thin and ill-favoured kin shall came up, that came up after them are seven years. And the seven empty ears blasted with the east wind shall be seven years of famine. This is the thing which I have spoken unto Pharaoh. What God is about to do, he showeth unto Pharaoh. Behold, there come seven years of great plenty throughout all of the land of Egypt. And there shall arise after them seven years of famine. And all the plenty shall be forgotten in the, in the land of Egypt. And the famine shall consume the land. And the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of that famine following. For it shall be very grievous. For, and for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh's twice. It is because the thing is established by God. And God will shortly bring it to pass. Now therefore let Pharaoh look at a man discreet and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plent- plentil- plentil- 
plenteous years. Oh my goodness, I don't know why that was so hard to say. And let them gather all the food of those good years that come and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities. And that food shall be for store to the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land perish not through the famine. And the thing was good in the eyes of the Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God hath showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Oh, this is awesome! Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall my... Shall all my people be ruled? Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. Holy crap. That's like second in command. He's, uh, he's second in command. He's second in charge. Oh, I am just... Oh, oh, this is great. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled, and only in the throne will I be greater than thou. That is awesome. And Verus said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it onto Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. Brother, yeah, <laughs> get me some chains up in this place. All right. And mark he, of respect. Yeah, and he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had and they cried before him, bow the knee, and he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. Ah. Oh. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name Zaphna Panea. Hmm. And he gave him to wife Asenath, um, Asen- the daughter of Potiphar's priest of On. Oh, That's a pretty high wife. Damn, that's a high wife. And Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. I keep thinking of the scene where he's like hanging out with the girl and I'm like, oh, that's such a good scene. It's so beautiful. Anyway. Um, and in the seven plentiless... Plentiless. Okay. And and Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. When he... St- and Joseph went out from the presence of the Pharaoh and went out through the land of Egypt. And in the seven plentiless years... Is that right? Plentus. It just doesn't look right. Plentus years, the earth brought forth by handfuls. And he gathered up all the food of the seven years which were in the land of Egypt and laid up the food in the cities. The food of the field which was round up about every city laid he laid he up in the same. Okay, basically Pretty same. much rounding out the food. Yeah, yeah. And Joseph gathered corn as the sand of the sand of the sea very much until he left numbering, for it was without number. <laughs> okay. He gathered so much shit, he's like, I, I can't count it anymore. And unto Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came, which Asenath, Asenath the daughter of Potiphar's priest of on bear unto him. Oh, two sons, that's pretty cute. And Joseph called the name of his firstborn Manasseh. For God, said he, hath made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. And the name of the second called he Ephraim. 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 For God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. And the seven years of plentiousness that was in the land of Egypt 
were ended. And the seven years of Deareth begin to come, according as Joseph had said, the, the Deareth was in all lands, but in all the land of Egypt there was bread. And when all... Which is good. It's a good thing. And when all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread, and Pharaoh said unto all the Egyptians, Go unto Joseph what he saith to you do. And the famine was over all over the face of the earth, and Joseph opened up, opened all the storehouses and sold unto the Egyptians. The famine waxed sore in the land of Egypt. And all countries came into Egypt to Joseph for to, for to buy corn, because that the famine was so sore in all the lands. I think we'll leave it there. And then we're up to Genesis 42. Wow. Mm. Pretty insane. Just reminds me of my childhood, that story. I know. It's such a great freaking story. I really, really... I really love that story. And we're not even near the, like, the end. like the, the, the When he sees his brother again. I know. When their brothers come sorry, to, spoiler buy, to buy stuff. Yeah, spoiler alert. Sorry, guys. We already know the story. We know the story. But it's it's such a great story. It's it's actually very close to the actual... It's very good. Yeah, very... Apart from, like, the fact there's no music or singing, but yeah, well, it's yeah, very yeah, good. But, yeah, but it's, like, it's still it's still quite true to the to the story itself. The interpretation's remarkable. I know. Really solid. Like, even, like, Zaknafenea. Like, that's his name in this... In the, that's how I... When I looked at it, I went, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's how, how they do it. That's how you spell that shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Good old, that was a good story. Good old like, yeah. Code of Dreams um, nostalgia there. Gosh. It'll be interesting to see how it gets from this to the Moses story. Like, what is in between that? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because we don't know. No. We always just skip the, the the smaller stories to go to the big chunky ones. Yeah. But I like I like the smaller stories. Because we... Like, the whole Judah shit. The Judah one was good. That was ridiculous. I slept with my daughter-in-law because I thought she was a harlot. <laughs> his own fucking fault. Why does she have to burn? <sighs> well, oh, well, women were inferior, I suppose. Yep. Mm. It's the way of the world. He's the one that paid. Yeah, that's right. Well, as always, have a lovely night and lovely day, whenever you're listening to this. And thank you, Patty, for listening. Thanks, Patty.